0: Every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast. A ministry of 1-8 Catalyst, where we are pursuing the completion of the Great Commission worldwide. To learn more about our work or to listen to previous episodes, please visit our website at 1-8, spelled out in word form, catalyst.org. That's 1-8-catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I... I am your host, Mike Falkenstein, and I'm so glad to be with you. Unfortunately for all of us, I don't have my uh, sidekick, Ken Watmore with me, but uh, I wanted to just get going here with this latest episode, a interview episode, actually a two-part. We have two episodes that encapsulate the interview that I recently did with Dwayne Frazier, one of the staff members at a ministry called Joshua Project. And if you don't know about Joshua Project, let me just sing their praises a little bit because it's a fantastic ministry. I'm just so excited about what they're doing. So as Dwayne will describe to you, Joshua Project maintains a list of all the people groups around the world, some 17,000, nearly 17,000 people groups. And then from there, you can go onto their website at joshuaproject.net and you can actually then look and see if they're reached or unreached, unengaged, what is their language, what is their uh, religion, so forth and so on, really as an attempt to engage people towards Great Commission fulfillment, right? That there are the all these people groups, some 6,700 people groups around the world that are still either unreached or unengaged. And Joshua Project is at the forefront of This activity. So in this first of two episodes, I'm asking Dwayne about their ministry, what they do. Actually, Dwayne and I got to know each other at the Finishing the Task conference at Saddleback Church about a month ago. And boy, from the first time I met him, I knew that I wanted to have him on the podcast. So I'm actually asking him about his take about this conference as well, general facts about their list of all these people groups, how did this start, How would someone who is just beginning to learn about people groups and how God might want to use them or their church or their organization, how they would engage with that list. And so I'm so glad to have Dwayne on. I'm so thankful that he was willing to do it. And so let's get right to it. Here is the first part of the interview I recently did with Dwayne Frazier serving with Joshua Project.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast, and we have another interview episode. I'm so happy to have Dwayne Frazier on the line from Joshua Project, and uh, Dwayne, I, you and I got to know each other just recently at a conference uh, last month, and I really want to thank you
2: for coming on the podcast, and uh, it's been great to get to know you better. Well, it's an honor to be involved in this, Mike, and really excited about your uh, passion for this, and I'm really glad that we get to talk about some of these things. Yeah,
0: I'm so thankful that you're with us. So, you serve on a a ministry called Joshua Project. Tell us a little bit about Joshua
2: Project and uh, what that ministry does. Sure. So Joshua Project has a list of every people group in the world. As best as we can put it together, we think it's a very exhaustive list of ethnic groups in the world. And it was begun in 1995 when the 82,000 movement under Louis Bush was asking the question, how can we get the church among all people groups? So we need to know who the people groups were. And so a list was begun. Wasn't the first list, this this is built on other lists and important sources, but Joshua Project seeks to answer the question, what are the unreached people groups? Okay, so you guys
0: uh, maintain a list, and I know you guys have a fantastic website. Is the website
2: really the main way for folks to interact with what you guys do? It is, so Joshua Project doesn't produce or sell anything. It's just uh, information that's on our website at joshuaproject.net. And so I would really encourage your listeners to go there. There's a wealth of information there. Some of it's third party. You know, we're just trying to put together what does what does Joshua Project say about things, but also what does the ethnologue with the translators say? What does the Jesus film have available? So it's all kind of collated based on that people group piece. And so, yeah, we just like to encourage everyone to go there. And then also, any questions that your listeners would have, we're very responsive to those. And so some of this can kind of get messy and confusing, and we'd like that not to be. So uh, that's what today's interview is about. But also, that's what we can do as we go forward, too. Any questions, we'd love to answer them. That's great. Well, I can attest to the uh, wealth
0: of information on the website because I know with our ministry as we really began getting involved with and God began to really call us towards Bible translation. The Joshua Project website was the first one that I went to and boy, just to be able to see faces and pictures of these people and begin to find out information was really fantastic. So just quickly give us a little um, sort of snapshot. So if someone went and they said, well, I've got a real heart for the XYZ people group. And they go to the Joshua Podrick website and they go to the page for that particular people group. I know you kind of touched on it, but because you said something about Jesus Film and whatnot, what exactly are they going to see on that uh, page
2: for that particular people group? So the whole website is going to be, you're just going to come up with, that focus on people groups. You'll see geography there, but you'll mostly see people groups. When you go to the website, you'll see a lot of faces, a lot of people's faces. We don't use stock photos. So if you're looking at a face there, you're looking at a representative face for that people group. So we have, there's a lot of people groups in the world. There's nearly 17,000 according to Joshua Project. And you can click on any of those faces or names or do a search. um, geography religion and several avenues but so if you get to for instance we'll talk later about unreached of the day but today for instance as we're talking the rawat in India is the people group of the day so if you click on that on the photo or the name you'll get what we call a people group profile so in this case we're blessed to have a photo that's representative of the people group we have a map we have a description of how they live and then a lot of stats like their population what's their major religion language and then of course that important piece of knowing what percentage of them are Christian or evangelical in this case we're showing zero percent for that group
0: so it's a great place for people to go then to yeah you just begin to get that general information obviously to begin to pray for them and particularly we're hoping that that would lead to engagement, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. So we are definitely not anthropologists, and this is definitely not an encyclopedic approach to people. This is all about obedience to the Great Commission. And, uh, Mike, you mentioned that, that word engagement. We need to talk about that as we go to. Certainly, the conference that we met at, the Finishing the Task Conference, was all about that engagement of those people groups that don't have as far as we understand don't have anybody working among them to get the gospel into the people group that's right so that's where we met was at this finishing the task
0: conference and i did of course there's a ton to talk about with the list fortunately of these people groups fortunately we will have you're very very gracious to be on a second episode tonight had scheduled that because I think there's just so much to talk about. But just quickly, while you mentioned it, give me your take on this finishing the task conference. Of course, in the description of this podcast, we'll have more information about how people can, you know, in the notes of this podcast, how people can connect. But give us your take about, I think you kind of said to me while we were there that a representative or several representatives of Joshua project will kind of always be at this conference so i guess that's an indication that you guys like this conference
2: what, what's your take on this conference yeah that's exactly right so um joshua project is just four people actually so that should uh, the you know discerning listeners should understand then that we work from a lot of people's data we try to bring this together and just package it in such a way that the church can understand it but we're just four So we don't go to a lot of conferences, and uh, we try to only go to those that are very germane to what we do at Joshua Project. Finishing the task is very much our conference. It just makes sense for us to go there. And so two of us usually attend that conference. And that's a good way for us to just interact with people and kind of put our finger on the pulse of what's going on and, and how things are going. But... I really enjoy the conference it's it's a good mix of of people who have been in this for a long time so they really know what they're talking about and they really have this passion established and then you always get a great amount of people who are just dipping their toe in they some of them don't even know why they're there and that's just great by the time you're done with a conference you'll know why you were there and so yeah we (laughs) would We would very much agree with you, Mike, that it's certainly something to consider. I'd really encourage a good share of your audience to consider attendance at this conference, which is always the first week of December. It's always around that time, and currently it's being hosted at Saddleback Church in California.
0: Yeah, which was kind of nice for, I know you're in, I think you're in Colorado as well, so it's kind of nice to kind of get, uh, of course, you know, early December is kind of the beginning of our, our winter season, but still to be able to get to Southern California at that time of the year is nice. And so, yeah, I've been telling people that even if you have a gosh, even just a general interest in unreached and unengaged peoples, yeah, you should attend. This was actually my first year, so now we'll, we'll definitely be putting this on our annual schedule, I think, with uh, with our ministry. So, doing in the time that we have left for this episode, I want to talk a little bit about, because you'd mentioned the 17,000 people groups on a list. I know Joshua Project uh, maintains a list, but I know there are also other lists that other organizations put together and there's a lot to to talk about this but if for whatever you know about kind of the general facts about these lists how they started sort of who maintains them i'd be really interested to hear more because obviously you know there are some differences and I even as I began to learn about this, it was just interesting to know about kind of how it all started. So kind of walk us through the list of these 17,000 people groups, who began putting them together and just what you know about that.
2: Sure. So I'll just kind of give an over, a general overview, as you said. And, you know, your listeners should know that some of this gets messy and confusing, as I said before, but I would just really encourage you not to be scared away by that. In fact, as we talk about this, this time and maybe more next time, you'll understand the brilliance of having more than one list and how that's kind of healthy, actually, for the church. And uh, I'll also make reference to a few articles that we have for available on our website, and they'd be a really good resources to look at to understand exactly what we're talking about here is really contained there. So if you, you know, if I don't do the best job uh, going through this, certainly dig in deeper and I'll I'll reference those later. So as I said, about 17,000 people groups. Now that's according to Joshua Project. Other sources would have different numbers. When we're talking about global people group lists, all inclusive lists, there's really just about three. So, your first one to consider, because it actually came first, was the World Christian Database. So, that was uh, the brilliant work of one particular researcher, Dr. David Barrett, but also he was in part by Patrick Johnstone and others. And that list is together with the Ethnologue, which is the Summer, in- Summer Institute of Linguistics language list for the world those two sources kind of became the the source for the IMB list, the International Mission Board list and the Joshua Project list. So those are the three global lists again, World Christian Database, CPPI of the that's what they call their list, the International Mission Board, and then Joshua Project. There's quite a bit of difference between some of the philosophy in the building of the list And so you'll get different numbers and you'll get different inclusions. You'll see exclusions there. And we can talk about more about those details. But I just want to read you something real quickly from one of those articles that Patrick Johnstone said. And this will kind of help the reader who's thinking, why can't we just have one list? And so uh, Patrick, yeah. So Patrick Johnstone, this is what he says about the lists. He says, list holders experience close and warm links with each other, sharing both new and corrective information while respecting our different networks of providers and users. We value peer challenges, which would not be possible with a single listing. Monopolies are never good. So in having these different lists, it's not because, you know, we're not in competition like you would have in the marketplace. But we have different, we come at these things at different slants and philosophies. And in the meantime, we get to kind of challenge, literally challenge each other. I talked to someone in the IMB, International Mission Board, quite frequently, actually. He and I are looking at each other's list and saying, why do you have this one? And don't you think this is a duplicate? Or I don't understand this this way. And that's a very healthy thing. So that's the global list, but then you have several subset lists. FTT, the finishing the task list, is a subset list of the IMB's list. And so these IMB will have their number of people groups in the world, and then they will have a subset which is the unreached of the world according to their criteria. It's a little bit different than Joshua Projects, and that's just okay too. But then a subset of that unreached list is the unengaged list. And again, that is these are the unreached people groups for whom we all of us partners are unaware of any ongoing church planting among them. So they're the least of the least. They're not just unreached, but no one's currently to the best of our knowledge, focusing on them to reach them with the gospel. So that's the FTT list, a subset of the IMB list. Then you have others. You have something called Ethnopedia that I was able to work on. That's a website, ethnopedia.org. That's kind of a wiki approach to people groups, and it's it's also closed. You can sign up to be a part of that and look at that. That's pretty interesting, too. There's the call to all list there's all kinds of subsets, according to I know there's a list of all just Muslim groups that are unreached, so they all have their purposes, and uh, we should not feel we should not faint away from the differences and the seeming tensions. I want to talk about good tensions between the list holders, and we're all in the same endeavor we're all on the same well maybe we're not on the same page we're in the same book but uh, oh. we, we all get different chapters you know that's a good thing that should be looked at by the church as a healthy endeavor
0: that's right
2: that's right and so um, yeah
0: thanks for all that information because that's really that's really good so for this episode and again I'm so thankful you'll be with us again next week but for this episode give us an idea uh, from your perspective, you know, with our ministry, part of our mission statement, we have really a heart to mobilize and equip Christians towards Great Commission fulfillment. So if there's a someone listening who is new to all of this and maybe they're on staff at a church or they're the missions committee director and they're new at this and they get onto these websites, give us an idea from your perspective Because there are the different lists, how should a newcomer kind of begin, maybe we begin with, you know, how would they begin to get onto these lists and use them
2: toward prayer and engagement with a particular people group? I would say start with Joshua Project's website, and uh, that's not self-serving. If you go there on the front page at the very top left-hand corner of the page, you'll see a like a tab kind of, it says resources. And if you just hover over that or click on that, you'll see articles and books. So if you follow that, I want to just mention three articles that would be good for people to read there. Okay. So great. the first one is called making a people group list. So that's going to talk more from Joshua Project's perspective, but kind of talk about what goes into making a list and some of the challenges and how we answer those. And then the other two articles are actually, one is kind of a summary, and the other is a more involved article of the same data. And that is one that's called Global People Group Lists and Overview. So there's a simple version, kind of summarized, and then a more in-depth one. That's gonna really not just tell you about the other lists, but all the lists involved, but it's also going to kind of give you some links to those lists. At least the uh, more in-depth one does a, a better job of doing that. So that would be a great jumping off point to to first learn about them. And then right there in the article, we're going to direct you to those so you can kind of engage with them and and understand a little bit more from their perspective. And then, you know, articles kind of go out of, out of date a little bit, some of these numbers that I looked at, they need to be already updated. We do a pretty good job of doing that, but things move fast in the people group reality. It's it's more about what we understand about the reality, more than that the that the reality is changing so fast. It's more about better understanding, improved in understanding. So yeah, I would definitely say go to the Joshua Project website. Again, that's joshuaproject.net go to resources, articles, and then look for those articles I mentioned.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, that's a great first step because obviously for those that are just starting off, I'm glad you guys have some initial articles. So Dwayne, give folks an idea. You've just given a website. Is there any other ways they can get in touch with you personally? or you on
2: Twitter or do you want people to connect with you in any other way? We could certainly, we certainly are on uh, Twitter and we're on Facebook. You could just look for Joshua Project there. The best way to contact us is through our email. And you can just email uh, us at info at joshuaproject.net. And I'll actually personally look at that email and I'll either answer if I can. If I can't, I'll certainly get over to one of my very capable teammates to get an answer, and we love to get questions in. We love to help the church understand this. That's why we go to work every day, and that's what kind of keeps us going. So do ask those questions. We respond pretty quickly to that. So that's my job. So if if you don't get a quick response, that means I'm I'm not doing my job well. Uh, But we want to get those answers, just like we've kind of begun today. Great. Well, I can already imagine that would
0: just be a great help too, because people might be able to go to the website and look, but then they go, gosh, that brings up, you know, three or four questions. So for uh, right. for them to have a place to go uh, to ask those, it's I'm thankful for that. So well, Dwayne, thanks for your time today. And uh, we'll look forward to having you uh, on our next episode. Okay. Thanks so much, Mike.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoyed listening to the first part of that episode of that interview as much as I did, because uh, I certainly enjoyed doing the interview. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, if there's someone that you would want to talk about people groups and the lists that encapsulate people groups, Dwayne Frazier's your guy, I think. And so I've just really enjoyed getting to know him. Let me go ahead and just pitch the second of these two interview episodes with Dwayne. So in the next episode, which will be episode 73 of the Made for Missions podcast, I will, um, Dwayne and I get into a little more details about the specifics of these different lists. As he mentioned, there are three main lists with a couple of other subset type lists. And so I talk about, I ask him about specifics of these different lists. Why do these different lists exist? What gets him most excited about when we talk about these lists? And so obviously, let me just um, end this episode by saying that I'm hopeful that in presenting this interview episode, actually two of them, and beginning to talk about these lists, my hope is that it would engage people towards, educate and, and engage people towards knowing about these different people groups that are still out there. So let me encourage you to go to the website again, joshuaproject.net, get involved, begin praying. God, how is it that you'd want us to be involved? I would just be thrilled if even there would be one who would be engaged in that way. So obviously our own ministry, 1Aid Catalyst, you can find us at 1AidCatalyst.org. I personally, I'm on Twitter, That's my main way to get in touch with me there would be Twitter at Missions Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Come and be with us on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast where we finish the interview episode with Dwayne Frazier. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll look forward to having you on that next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.